The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings, who are entirely responsible for its content. Sorry, guys, you are on your own. This is the Federal Football Report, a weekly wrap-up of all things burgundy and gold. The Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings. Welcome back, everybody, to the Federal Football Report uh, on the Federal News Network, anywhere where you get your podcast on 1500 AM uh, when there are any Nats games and things like that. And, Kevin, uh, the Nats season is going to come to a sad close, and so we'll be on the radio uh, here and there. He's Kevin Stanfield. Kevin, how are you, man? Uh, I'm doing great. As a matter of fact, I've been involved with the broadcast uh, the past week or so, and and i got to say, it's, it's a little depressing. Um, matter of fact, I have a little clip here we're going to play of the uh, the ovation that one Mr. Juan Soto got when he came back to town. And that's the strange thing, saying when he came back to town. And you know what's really odd about this thing, man? We've been playing these tributes to these guys coming back to town. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We, we've been playing tributes to a lot of guys coming back to town. And we've got, we, we again, we've had guys... Uh, on this roster, you know, again, not too long ago, the team won a World Series. And so um, there was talent here for whatever reason. We can't keep them, um, you know, and uh, the, I think the one thing that the team has or the organization, I should say, has going forward is that you don't really have a rabid fan base uh, here yet with D.C. baseball and, and with the Nationals. And so you can kind of go through a rebuild. And I think that um, excitement for the team uh, will grow back the moment you put a winner back, you know, on the field. Um, I just don't think that it's going to. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that quick, uh, and and so you have you have you run the risk of losing people there, you know. But I don't I don't think, you know, people are mad that Soto's gone, but you don't see the same uproar because let's be honest, I think I think DC is a football town first, obviously, um, and then you know, and then we love our basketball, yeah. and we love you know, we love our college hoops, we love the, the Hoyas, and so I think that they that that being third. Uh, in that way, and and the Caps, even though they had early exits in the playoffs um, this past season, um, you know, th- th- when the Caps are good, you know, uh, folks are passionate about that. So I just think that they have the luxury of it not being the number one sport in the area. Yeah, as as usual, I, I disagree with you wholeheartedly. I think that this <laughs> <laughs> this one hurt. This one really, really hurt because. Uh, you know, I'm one of the few people around right now that remember the the Senators when they were in town. And it meant a lot to me when the Nationals came back. Now, you know, D.C. is a transient city. You and I might be the only ones around here from D.C., actually, right? right? So <laughs> when, when the Nationals first came back, when baseball first came back, it was good that the, the hometown people had a team. But so many other people uh, enjoyed it because they had a chance to see their hometown team because they're not from here, right? right because, you know, right. you see all the time, especially teams like like the Braves or the Mets or the Cubs, that mm. they were their, their jerseys were dominating uh, the stands. But as it got to a point where this team became a winner and a perennial playoff team, we were getting that edge and we were getting that identity. And, and what really did it on uh, during the World Series run was the baby shark thing. That was something that sure. was all yeah. our yeah. own. You know, Garcia Parra, uh, his daughter, said he should use it for his walk-up music. And and the city adopted it, right? People would come mm-hmm. to the games dressed as sharks and stuff. So And Soto was a home—he was a homegrown talent. People 
had the opportunity to feel about him like they feel about Ryan Zimmerman, right, sure. who started and ended his career here. And, uh, and Alexander Ovechkin, you know, all the yeah, great Exactly, exactly. So anyway, here's, uh, here's uh, I have uh, uh, the sound of uh, Soto's first at bat when he came. Right fielder, number 22, Juan Soto. It's a standing ovation for Juan Soto, who has taken off his helmet, pointed it to the first base side, the third base side, now walking slowly toward the plate. And now Soto ready to shuffle some dirt in the batter's box here at Nationals Park in a visiting uniform. Now, that was uh, our friend Charlie Slows on the call. And it went on for quite a while, right? You know, he popped out his first uh, at bat, but he ended up, uh, I believe, with uh, two hits on the night. But... Mm -hmm. But what he did was so cool. You know, they did their video tribute. He started out with a video tribute. <laughs> he came mm -hmm. out and said, he said, basically, like, when I found out I was being traded, you know, I cried, right? You know, because yeah, yeah. this is the only baseball team I've known, right? You know, he, he knew uh, uh, the uh, general manager, uh, Mike Rizzo, since he was 15 years old. Uh, remember when they won the World Series, he couldn't celebrate with the champagne because he wasn't 21? Yeah, you know, so this one hurt. This one, I believe, hurt more than anything else, and and I believe this one made the fans just give up. I mean, they we, we hear about the business of baseball, and they're going to rebuild and all that, but I, I got to question the motives here. I mean, isn't this what you build to? You want a player like this in your organization, and you build around them. You want... You know, there was nothing but love. This this guy couldn't do couldn't do any wrong, right? And 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 they just let it go. You know, they said, "Well, we can't afford it," which is really odd to me because their name is on every building in Southeast Washington and half of Tyson's. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, I, I feel like this one hurt. It, it meant a lot to the fans, and this emotion that was in that night uh, showed you how much that he meant to the fans and how much the fans meant to him. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I agree with you that it hurts. I think I think where I'm coming from is. I think it, it it hurts, but I'm, but they I think they have a window to where they won't lose the fan base if they can put a winner back on the field, you know, in the next two seasons if if they're somewhat competitive and you're like okay, uh, that because I mean this one hurts the most, but you know it reminds me of the situation uh, with 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 Bryce Harper, um, where um, it was you know I was like ah well, how, how could they let Bryce Harper go? It was getting nasty and things like that. And then they turn around and win the world series. And it was like, well, Bryce who, you know, and right. not that I think we would say the same thing about Soto. Cause I think Juan Soto is, 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 is beloved differently than Harper was. Cause Harper was kind of like, he's that rock star. He's that prima donna. He's got the hair, you know? And so he's kind of got that, that, that big league, big star feel to him where Soto, you know, uh, just felt a little more warm. It felt like, you know, just not that, not that star, just like his, his, his play does the talking. So, I don't know. We'll. See. I mean, you know, time will tell. We'll see if if they can put another winner on the field. Um. Uh. And um. And you know. And that's that. I guess what we're gonna do next segment in Nats. Uh. The Nats federal. Uh, Nats, the federal Nats report. No, no. But but yeah. No. But 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 Kevin. I think also. I I think you you pro and you mentioned it. You feel a little more different. Um. About baseball than I do. Um. And baseball in the city. Cause I didn't grow up with a baseball team here in the city. And when the Nats came. 
you know, of course I embraced them because they were the home team and, 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 you know, we had a, almost a four year run because the pandemic stopped it of taking um, uh, Manny from the time he was born up until um, we couldn't do it because of the pandemic uh, to uh, open a day. Right. And we got right. pictures of him being a baby there. And then, you know, <laughs> Uh, you know, obviously one, two, three years old, stuff like that. But, um, and so, and so we tried to, or at least I tried to adopt it and get some love, but, but maybe, maybe, maybe I feel that way because I don't have the love and connection to the team that others do. Right. Right. The, the problem where we're going to have, we're going to have the problem of, of having to endure the badness now. Right. And we don't know if enough love has 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 manifested in the city and this team. Now, granted, when you, when when you're a winner, everybody loves you. Correct. But but uh, we we've seen it with with the Burgundy and Gold. This is a federal football report of how the fans migrate to FedEx Field uh, to see their teams. Right? You know, matter of fact, you know, it's it's just a short. You know, they can they can get tickets to a Burgundy and Gold game easier. The Eagles fans can than they can at Lincoln Financial Field, or, or, <laughs> right. or the Giants fans e- uh, easier than the Meadowlands. Uh, uh, Lord help us when the Ravens come to town. <laughs> but but yeah, it's it's right now the team isn't ours. Uh, I went to a game a couple of weeks ago, the, the the Braves, and I was. There was Braves fans in front of me. Braves fans to the left of me. Braves fans to the right. And I couldn't even talk trash because they had kids with them. They had the kids did with the little brave jerseys and the hats, yeah, right? You know. Yeah. And then I tell the kids, I, you know, I really hope you don't catch a ball today. I hope you do, but I hope you don't, right? You know. So <laughs> yeah, so you got to endure that, man. So uh, there was no need for us to endure. If nothing else, we could have been bad and rebuilt around what we had. We had one of the gems of the not just of the team or, 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 or the conference of all of Major League Baseball. All of it. You know, it was part of it was right here. And they just let it go. They just let it go. So, uh, good thing we got uh, uh, the dub to look forward to. And they're uh, stellar. <laughs> yeah, time to talk about the dub. This is the Federal Football Report. We talk burgundy and gold. We've got one preseason game in the books. And, again, you know, nobody watches for wins and losses and stuff like that. We we know that. We know that. That's supposed um, to, so yeah. I'm sorry, say that again. Well, you're not supposed to watch for the wins of W. Right, I mean, if you're right. knowledgeable about the game, right. Yeah. yeah. I don't mean to sound like Coach Rivera, but there are some things in this game that's bigger than wins and losses, as he once said <laughs> in regular season. <laughs> there are other things we're looking at than, than oh, wins. No, but so so uh, uh, Carolina um, come, uh, uh, came to town, and they've got, uh, you know, controversy. Not even really controversy. I mean, I guess the controversy is really over when they, um, you know, got Baker Mayfield away from the Browns. And then, you know, Sam Donald's like, wait, wait, wait a minute. What's happening here? And so and so, um, they're figuring their whole thing out. They come to town. Kevin, your first impressions of the game. Well, like you said, it's, it's like a, a, a colorful practice. Is um, My first impression was there wasn't a lot of people out there. And it um, really wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't a lot of folks coming to see the game. And I went, I went to the, I went and, and, and honestly, I went, so I went to the uh, preseason game against the Bengals last year. There were more people out there. Uh, number one, number two, um, or at least it seemed like it was, I mean, I don't have the official numbers, but yeah. it seemed like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, 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 number two, I would assume that there would have been more people out there because this is the only home preseason game the team has right. before, you know, the season starts. I don't know if people know that. I don't think people remember Remember, there's only three pre, uh, preseason games uh, here on out. And the strange thing was the 1 o'clock start time. I don't know why yeah. that was happening. I haven't heard any reason that was uh, like it was. I think that that's good for the team, though. I think it's good for 
conditioning um, that you know they, that's they, early in the season is going to be hot, and right. the be- better conditioned teams have the advantage. Um, other than that, basically what I expected, uh, mm-hmm. which was pretty much nothing, right? I like uh, <laughs> this. Is, uh, this is one of the first times I actually like studied Carson Wentz. I've seen him mm-hmm. play uh, a lot. He's beaten us several times, right? So I'm mm-hmm. quite a bit last time. Um, he, he's got a great arm. And by, by great, uh, you know, anybody can, like, drop back the seven-step drop, step up into the pocket and throw the ball far. Mm-hmm. Taylor, Taylor Heineke can do that. What Wentz can do is deliver the ball just throwing with his shoulder. I mean, he doesn't have to step into it, you know, and, and you know, if, if, if there's pressure – he can get the ball. He, he can throw the ball a pretty good little ways with just his arm, without putting yeah. his whole body into it. They they claim he has accuracy problems. I, you know, he looked like every other guy to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so um, I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't overly impressed by anything. You know, I wasn't overly disappointed by anything. Uh, and I have not seen anything to change my mind about the status of this team right now. Right. Right. You know, for me, you know, um, I'll say my second impression, because my first impression was the same as yours. Like, there's a lot of folks here. Um, <laughs> I, my, my second impression was um, just just how bad preseason football is. Yes. I mean, it's just yes. not, I mean and, and across the board, because uh, I, I watched a lot of football this past weekend, and just across the board, pre, the, the, the games just weren't really that great. But it shows – I don't know. There's a different intensity level when the regular season starts. And then when all the starters are in, you know, there is a big drop off between guys who start in this league and guys who don't. I mean, you know, and, and, and on, on defense, yeah, you got tons of rotation and, you know, some teams run two running backs. And I'm but who's 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 kind of basically your 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 starting personnel or, or in some of the, your formations. There's just a big difference between the guys that play uh, week in and week out and the guys that don't. And it doesn't really surprise me the more that I think about it, that when a team loses, you know, a star wide receiver or they lose, you know, their starting running back and and then and every now and again, a guy will step up or they lose a, a, a tackle or, or, or a tackle and a guard, or maybe they're starting, of course, the starting quarterback. Like, well, you know, of course they stink now because the, the, <laughs> the, the difference between the guys who play and the guys who, who don't, and sometimes you'll you'll catch lightning in a bottle. You'll find a guy who's not playing a lot because they may not be a practice player. And as soon as you get him on the field, he he shines. Uh, but 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 the difference between the guys who are on the field, and the guys who play, and the guys who aren't just night and day. Yeah, night yeah. and day. And, and and because of the necessity of of evaluation and training camp, there is no rhyme or reason as to who practices with who. Right? Sometimes you have you'll have a guy who's fourth string. Uh, running with the starters, right? You have mm-hmm. a, you know, you, it's all mixed up, right? You know, you're not playing ne- next to the guy on a regular basis, so there is no cohesion. It's more, and like I said, I use the word evaluation. That's exactly what it is. You want to see what you have. It's like a, it's like a, a dress rehearsal, basically. Can you remember the plays, right? You, you have a playbook. When we call the plays, do you go in the right? <laughs> You, right, you right. face the right way. Things as basic as that, right? You mm-hmm. know, because all these guys have superior physical talent. I mean, by superior, I mean superior to me. But correct, correct. <laughs> you oh, know? you know what? And let me let me and let me say this before you finish. If I can end up real quick, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the drop off between guys who are playing and the guys who are, you know, second string, third string, or whatever, night and day. 
And then even the ones who are second and third and, and can't make the team, they're night and day from us who are just sitting around watching and telling them what we think they should do. Right, well, right, go ahead. Right, right, right. No, no, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. So you you have to t- always take the preseason with, with a grain of salt. When we first started this show, I remember telling people that game one was actually the last preseason game. Because of the because of the last preseason game, nobody was playing the starters, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, you play. And guys, by the way, yeah, it's ahead. the last preseason game because most of these starters, even if they played in the preseason, they played a little. They played, you know, maybe half a game or something like that, and they all didn't play together the whole time too. And so that first game, they're all back on the field together for the first time. Right. Right. Exactly. So we don't know what we had. <laughs> right. And we, we won't really, know. And we, we won't, won't know. know. We won't know until until uh, the Jaguars come to town. Wasn't that something that, that Nancy Pelosi said when they passed the Affordable Care Act? She said, well, we've got to pass the bill first to know what's in it. It's like, wait, what? Are you yeah, supposed, what? To, you're supposed to read it first and then decide whether you want to oh, pass it? That's too it? much reading. It's too much reading. Man, they can't read all that. Yeah. We've got to pass the, it first to figure out what's right. in it. It's, like the oh. play, it's oh. almost as many pages as the playbook, man. You right. know, we don't know. We don't know. But... Uh, yeah, so you know, general assessment of of the offense eh, needs work. General assessment of the defense eh, needs work. Special teams. Oh, and one thing that was beautiful. One thing I really, really loved because you know me, I typically watch the game with the volume completely, completely down. Yeah. I want to make my own assessment. When I turned on the game and saw our boy Rick Doc Walker was on yes, the call. Sir. Right, that yes, changed sir. everything. Mm-hmm. That that changed mm-hmm. everything, right? Because enough of the innuendo and the rumor and the speculations and stuff. Doc told you what you needed to do to right. win this game and to make this team. Perfect example. Uh, somebody was kicking off. I don't know. I guess um, I guess Carolina scored. They were kicking off, and whoever the kid was caught the ball nine yards deep in the end zone and took it out, mm-hmm. ran it out. And I think it was Kenny Albert on the call said, oh, not a wise decision to bring that one out. Doc said, he's trying to make this team. If you're trying to make this team, you better bring that ball out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Show you know? what you can do. Yeah. Show oh, what you That's right. That's right. You know, and, and, and things like that. And it was one it was one hit later in the game, and um um it was a um a pass over the middle, and uh, one of the, one of the dub got knocked down. Not uh, pretty rough. It was you know the he got the quarterback laid him out the drive pretty much hung him out mm-hmm. the drive, and it was a good clean decent hit violent violent collision, and and uh, Doc said, I hate injuries. I love contact, <laughs> and there it is. That says yeah. that says if you're not trying to hurt anybody, you just let them know that you're there. It's not flag football, ladies and gentlemen. And Doc just brought such an energy and a passion to it. I hope that he's doing all three of the games. Not you know traditionally it's been uh, Theismann, I guess, doing it. I don't know if he's going to do it at all, but. Doc Doc made me turn the volume up, and that says something. <laughs> yeah, no, and you know my favorite Doc Walker moment um, uh, on back when he was doing the radio, uh, uh, but and I think he's back on radio with these with the team. Um, uh, but anyway, when he was doing the radio with the team, where they were, it was a preseason game, it was the last one, and they're in the booth before the game, and they come down to the field to Doc. All right, Doc, last preseason game. What do you need to see? And all he said was violence. Right. And that was it. <laughs> what do you need to see, Doc? He said violence. And, and, and back to you in the booth. And that was it. You've got to love it. you got to love it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, so speaking of, uh, you talk about tackle football and flag football, um, I do have a, a Manny playing tackle football update. 
for the Federal Football Report, Manny, my nine-year-old son. So we'll share a little bit of that uh, coming up. And after this quick break, we've got America's favorite segment, Fake News or Not. That's coming up after this break on the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network and anywhere where you get your podcast. I'm in almost every school busing classroom. I go to school with your children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. You see me around the neighborhood and you tell me that I'm a pretty good kid. Well, I'm one out of every five children in America and I'm struggling with hunger. This problem is closer than you think. My teacher tells me we can grow up to be whatever we want. I want to grow up to be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. There's enough food in this country to feed everybody. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide eight meals for kids like me, quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we are Feeding America, brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Okay, some good news during a challenging time for everybody, and this could really help. You may know hundreds of thousands of people have already made the switch to MediShare, which is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And with so many people looking at how they pay for health care right now, seeing premiums going up or the cost of COBRA plans, MediShare has a special offer and a lot of people are taking advantage of it. Simply apply by October 30th and they will waive your new member fee. That's $170 savings. And of course, that's just a start. The typical family saves $500 a month after making the switch. MediShare is a Christian community that has shared over $4 billion in medical bills and it's worked beautifully for decades. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Here it is. Call 866-88-BIBLE. That's 866-88-BIBLE. 866-88-BIBLE. Hi, this is Senior Correspondent Mike Causey. In Washington, we follow the money, especially since it's yours every week on your turn with Mike Causey. Whether it's your pay raise, a major change to your retirement package, or the chances of rifts or buyouts, we're on it because we know how hard you work and what it means to you. Give us a listen Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. on Federal News Network, or subscribe to your turn on iTunes or Podcast One. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. So, I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the (laughs) ShelterPetProject.org. What's best for you and your federal career? And what comes next? Your turn with Mike Causey. Search your turn. 
Welcome back to the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network, 1500 AM on the radio dial, anywhere where you get your podcast, talking burgundy and gold. Uh, I know we did a lot of Nats talk early, earlier, sure but Kevin seemed to have something he had to get out. That's I had good. to. Had we we want to be therapeutic for the fan base here in Washington, D.C., because God knows the fans here, we need therapy. <laughs> and putting all our hearts into That's it, right. and we need that therapy. Uh, something else we need? Is uh is is fair analysis that goes beyond the headlines, um and, and it can and can filter through news that might be uh, fake, might be real. We don't do clickbait here; we keep it real. And so it's time now for fake news or not. It's time for fake news or not. Three three statements about burgundy and gold coming out of Washington. Kevin will let me know whether it's fake news or not. Not not not. 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 Right. Kevin, these next two um, uh, preseason football games, the coaching staff is under as much evaluation as these players. Fake news or not? That's news. <laughs> that is news. <laughs> and let me tell you why that's news. <laughs> One of my observations um, this past weekend on the Carolina game is to see exactly how much these guys have improved now, last year was a bizarre year. It was a COVID year. There's a lot of things going on in and out. Injury riddled year. Uh, so allegedly guys playing out of position, guys not playing to their potential. You know, and the year prior to that, the coach was uh, battling a, a near deadly disease, right? Um, right. You know, right. he conquered a deadly disease. So I'm going to give them a pass. I, I figure I give them a pass. All okay. I want to do is see some improvement from last year because there's no excuses. They've had complete mini camps. They didn't have any holdouts. You know, the the, the everybody is on their their off-season regimen and the uh, the uh, injury what I'm looking for the rehabilitation plan for all the players has been in effect. So you needed to see something. Mm-hmm. And to tell you something, to tell you the truth, I didn't see anything. I didn't see all I saw was eh. You know, and um, one of the things, let's start with the defense first. One of the things I've always said about the Jack Del Rio defense is it's too easy to solve. Mm-hmm. It's easier for the offense than it is for the guys who actually play in the defense. <laughs> Every game, there's one game, especially on third down, who, by the way, this defense led the league in giving up third down plays. Correct. Um, Every game, there's a play where the offense converts a third down and all the defensive players are looking at each other, holding their hands up, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. once a game, right? They shouldn't do that this year. They should know where they're supposed to be or perhaps they are where they're supposed to be and it's just not working. And mm-hmm. and something telling, like we talked about the difference in, in, in play, the quality of play between the first string, the second string, the second string, and the third string. You look at that game, the Carolina game, in the fourth quarter, so you figure – these are some of these guys might be the last time wearing a uniform, mm-hmm. and these guys marched down the field. Whoever the quarter it was, uh, 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 PJ. What was the guy's name? I forget the quarterback's name. Third down, he knew exactly where to go with the ball. Mm-hmm. So we're playing our, our fourth, uh, third, fourth string against their third and fourth string. Their third and fourth string dominated us. Their third string quarterback could read this defense and know where to go with the ball. So that has to change. That has that has to change right away. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna go on the limb here and say if there are anything other, uh, if they're anything less than 500 uh, by uh, game four, we're gonna start hearing some rumblings about some changes being made in the assistant coaching uh, ranks. Um, same with the offense. 
Mm-hmm. Same with the offense. Right. Now, uh, our boy Antonio Gibson, which we'll talk about later, didn't help himself. But they're still doing the same thing on offense. The you know shotgun on third, uh, the influence blocking, running sideways to develop the play before they cut up field. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe somebody's open, maybe somebody's not. Hey, I know I'm ranting right here, man. I had you know I've been thinking about all this since Sunday, since Saturday when the game was going. Maybe we should record earlier. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I haven't I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen them be unstoppable. You know, last year Heineke's arm was the excuse, um, injuries, whatever. They didn't have a number two receiver, and they have all that fixed right now. But I need to see more production. So, in answer to your question, that's news. <laughs> the yeah, you know, it's definitely news. And here's one thing, too, and I'll, I'll go back to the defense. You know, one of the main um, criticisms about the defense, well, you know, they just weren't performing the way that uh, they did uh, two years ago last year was you know, a drop off. Right. And then the coaches said something really weird to me. And remember, we talked about this before, uh, not this aspect of it, but we did the comments of, you know, where guys are out there kind of free willing it. Um, they're trying to make plays to be stars and, and, and not sticking to what the plan is on defense. And I'm just thinking to myself, well, why are you letting them do that? Like, <laughs> you're the coach. Right. Tell them to right. stop and stick with the play, yeah. or you're going to be on the bench. Right. Like, so, so why are you allowing them the entire season to to not to not follow what the play is and not follow what their assignment is and to free will it? And so this whole thing of blaming the player. So now I'm like, well, uh, what I'd like to see is can you can you control the players? And not control, <laughs> but like I mean, free them up to do what they're good at. But can you al- have them play within the scheme? Do you have a scheme? Are, are were the players just the scapegoat at that point? Didn't that strike you as odd to, that you know, well, guys out here free willing it? Yeah. Well, why I, are you letting them? I couldn't like, understand that. I couldn't understand that at all. I'm saying, well, I'm sure there's somebody sitting on the bench who will do exactly what you tell him yes. to do. Let him play. If if it's a matter of him obeying whatever you tell him to do, let a less talented player play obeying your instructions, and he should be theoretically more effective because he's doing what you told him to do. And by the way, if the players are free willing it, is it because the players know that this defense is trash and like what's what's had like the offense knows exactly what we're going to do? We need to switch it up a little bit, or I'm going to do something that I think is better because maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're like, ah, oh, this is not working, and we've got to try something. Yeah, just, man, I, I don't know. You know, I heard one time before Chase Young got hurt um, that he and uh, Sweat would determine which end they were going to line up on when they got out of the huddle. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They would say, okay, you go left side this time, I'll go right side. What is that? (laughs) What is that? The first time they did that, I would say, hey, hey, look, come here, come here, come here, come here. I know Mm -hmm. it's a a play. We'll get get somebody in there for you. I I need to talk to you, both of you, for a minute. We're going to run six linebackers this play. Don't you ever do that again. Yeah. There's a reason why you're assigned to one side. Now, again, like you said, why are you allowing them to do that? If, don't call them out in the media and say, well, players are free willing it, players are doing this, players are doing that. If you're not going to correct it or if you're not correcting it, there's no need to call them out in the press room. Man, let me tell you, you just said something right there because yesterday there was a, a, a on Twitter uh, somebody, when I think it was uh, a Bullock, I'm not sure, somebody showed a clip of a pass play that was broken up. Uh, uh, you know, we had the ball. We were on offense. The play was broken up. And the coach said in the press conference, uh, yeah, well, if the Yami Brown had run a crisper route right here, it would have brought the safety that way, and he wouldn't have been able to uh, to uh, break up the play. And I'm saying, 
Well, don't tell us. <laughs> tell right, right. the Army Brown. You know? Why are you going to embarrass this man, put his name out there like that? When you just say, well, the receivers need to run better routes, or we had a play where a player didn't run as a signed route. Why are you going to put the man on blast like that? I don't yeah. understand yeah. that. And, and But it goes exactly with what you were just saying. It, 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 you know, the, the, they, they tell us, well, he didn't do it. <laughs> you know? yeah, well, and, and the thing is, is that and the Army's not a rookie. He's right. been so. Ha, explain to me then how, after being here for a year, and and having an off season, and now in the first, he still isn't running a crisp right. enough route. Or is he is he not running them crisp in practice? Was it just a preseason game thing with butterfly? Like, what is it? Like, are you what all, is it? Yeah, are you all telling him what to do and he's not doing it? <laughs> what <laughs> is it? What is it? Yeah. So yeah, the, the, there um, there's going to be a, uh, excuses a plenty uh, uh, around this year. But like I said, I haven't seen any improvement. And, you know, we're going to need to see some improvement to be better than we were last season, right? You know, we, yeah. we need to be striving for something better than hoping to squeak into the playoffs at 9 and 8. Right, <laughs> that's not, that is not our goal. <laughs> yeah. right. right. And so that's so so for fake news, uh, that's uh, news. Not, uh, 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 statement number one, uh, it's news that the, that the coaching staff is under the same evaluation as the players this offseason and going into the season uh, for the coaches. Most uh, statement yes. number two, we should see a more confident offense because the coaching staff finally has a quarterback that they want. Fake news or not. That's an interesting question. The way you put that, that is news okay. only because it makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's perfectly logical that you you got the guy that you went out, you wanted this guy, you went out and got him. him, you paid him a lot of money, and I'm assuming you did that because he met a certain need and standard you had in your offense. There were things you were not able to do with Taylor Heineke or God, what, what was the name of the kid from Carolina levels that got hurt that, that play he came back late in the year the quarterback oh, uh, yeah yeah how I soon we forget yeah 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 but who, who was the starter at one point you know because he came from Carolina with the rest of the uh mm-hmm. Carolina Durs or whatever they called them the, <laughs> <laughs> the Caramanders Car- yeah, yeah but uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, but now they had the quarterback. They can do that because um, he had the arm strength, I guess, or whatever else it is that you needed to run that Scott Turner offense. But he sh- he should be able to do that. And with with that with that logic, things should be a lot better. But I've seen this this tale before because I remember when Alex Smith uh, now fairness different regime, but when Alex Smith got here. It wasn't the same Alex Smith as we saw in uh, Kansas City. Right. Oh, but, one quick thing, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Allen. Kyle, Kyle Allen. Allen, that's him. That's him. Where is he these days? We'll have to look that up during the break. But, um, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we, we could only hope. I personally am quite excited because I like Carson Wentz's style of play. I think mm-hmm. um, um, I, I, he, he is not afraid of contact. I don't know what it is, you know, maybe behind closed doors. He's like a werewolf, turns into a different guy or mm-hmm. something, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, maybe it's the sunlight. Maybe maybe he needs yeah. to be in the sunlight to play, right? Like he's like he's like a flower. He's like an orchid, like yeah. like Stephen Strasberg or something, right? Yeah. He needs bright sunlight, you know, and maybe you can't play in the shade. You know, let, me, let me give an example. I went out to do some yard work. Uh, I had to go to Lowe's, uh, not a sponsor, and I had to get some grass seed. 
And I didn't know there were so many different types of grass seeds. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so, uh, 60% shade, 40% shade, right, bright four to six hours in the sun. So I got to go outside my yard and measure how much sun is on my yard and all that, right? <laughs> so maybe he's that type of quarterback who can't play with a lot of shade. <laughs> now, quick question. Are you are you putting grass in your yard? Like, are you redoing the grass? Yeah, we had a little uh, uh, upgrade done to our yard. It had some, a patio put in, and because of the uh, the construction, uh, which isn't heavy, heavy, but it was heavy enough because carrying those paper stones around it, it messed up part of the yard, and they reseeded. Yeah. And it's, it's like uh, 60% better than it was, and I was shocked that it, it did it that quickly, but it's still some major patches, right? And I said, you know, I, I'm not, I'm from Southeast D.C. I'm not a farmer, but I can put my hand in the dirt, right? So I did a little, <laughs> did a little research and, and then went out there, and and like I said, it's, 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 it's a decision, man. It wasn't like grabbing a bag of grass. I had to decide. So that's right. what we got. We don't know what kind of grass we got in Carson Wentz right now. We got to wait to the, you know, see how he plays in the sun, see how he plays in the shade, right? So that, yeah. that's what it is. Okay, so that's news, and I agree with you. Number one, so Kyle Allen, by the way, is playing for the Texans right now. Okay, um, right. but but yeah, I, so here's why I agree with you and think that it's news is because I, I, coming into last season, we talked about this, you know. Um, a lot uh, in the preseason last year. I didn't think that the coaching staff necessarily wanted Heineke because if they did, they wouldn't have got Fitzpatrick and called right. him the starter. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then number two, I didn't think that they necessarily even wanted wanted Fitzpatrick because you know nobody brings Matthew Fitzpatrick on their team to start. I mean, he's always the backup. That's and Ryan. So, That's Ryan as you did last Ryan. year. Yeah, I keep saying Matthew, Matthew the golfer. Golfer. Um, yeah. so, so nobody, <laughs> nobody him brings. either. They didn't want him either. Right. Yeah. Exactly. He was just a, a veteran who you know we can do some patchwork stuff and and we'll see and we'll see what happens. Carson Wentz, they definitely want. They definitely uh, want him. But to even the coaching standpoint, uh, the coaching point that we made in in the first uh, statement, like you said, it was clear, and they kept saying it that, or they didn't say it as obvious as they would say other things, but that Heineke couldn't physically do some of the things that they wanted him to do on offense. So my question is, well, then what are you adjusting and asking him to do when it comes to play? Are you adjusting things? Or are you just going to limit everything all, all year? Are we going to get creative? Like, what are we going to do? And, it's, and it feels like they just limited the playbook, and let's just see what we can do with this because this guy can't do everything we do, as opposed to trying to scheme up some stuff for him. Which was exactly the opposite of the way I thought that they should go, right? I felt mm-hmm. that they should go with his strength. There's no reason right. in the world to have a, a short quarterback stay in the pocket all the time, right? Exactly. You know, and, was, you know, and with this team, we saw it last year where um, in second half heroics where he, he just starts running around, he starts doing some bootlegs, he starts getting out the pocket, and he gets them back into games or at least keeps some games close. And it's like, this seems to be what you should be doing all along. That's that. We're talking logic here, and, and I have not seen the logic, and nor have they been able to explain it. I don't know if they know what the logic is. But this is the same thing which concerns me about picking up Wentz. You, with Wentz, you get uh, an enormous physical talent, but you also get a built-in excuse. Right. If it doesn't work out. <laughs> right. Well, you know, if it doesn't work out and the, the offense doesn't flow, well, it's Carson Wentz, you know, look at him. You know, right? but, <laughs> you know that, which is kind of weird. It's very weird, right? You know, and, and worse is Wentz. Wentz is no dummy, man. He knows that this that yeah. that you know, you know. They heard about the little media dust up this year of this this past week, right? You know, I don't think that the question should have been asked in that way, but but I think Wentz knows that this not is not the final destination for him. This right. is more like an audition. 
Yeah, he, he, he can use yeah. this as a stepping stone to get into that position where he wants to be, where he'll, he'll be the veteran quarterback for a team that needs a solid veteran quarterback, right? So, um, you know, he's got skin in the game, right? He's invested. I'm, I'm very hopeful. I haven't seen anything that lets me think that he's anything other than a guy who's going to try his best. So, right, um, right. So we'll well that's that's news. I'm still saying that that's yeah. news. It's it's and, and by the way, it's going to be even. It's it, it, it. We'll know whether it's news or not too if the offense, not even from a production standpoint, but just from what we see, if they look different than what they looked like last year, then that just proves like yeah, this is their guy, and physically he can do more than what, and we know physically he can do more than what Heineke can do. Right, but. Uh, they limited what they were trying to do with Heineke, but we'll know that for sure if the offense looks different. Right, right. Uh, with with wins, we shall oh, see. All right. So statement number three for fake news and not Kevin. All right. Late in the game, Sam Howell. Sam Howell. Not bad. <laughs> fake news or not? That's that's uh, news. That's news. It's, uh, <laughs> it's news. It's not fake news because you know why. Because of that level of competition, all the guys are trying. There are guys right, who are trying right. to stop him from completing the passes. There are guys who are trying to stop him from running. And he took his team downfield and gave them the lead late in the game, right? You yeah. know, so what else can you ask of the guy? You know, I, I, I hear, you know, I listen to a lot of broadcasts, a lot of sports, right? And I hear the analysts, right, the guys, you know, the former players and such, right? They're quick to point out his mistakes. Well, he held on to this too long. He did this. He did that. But what he he also did was score two touchdowns. Right? Yep. You know, yep. there mm-hmm. are plenty of guys who wanted to score two touchdowns in that field. Your starter didn't score two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. on uh, uh, versus equally competent competition. It wasn't right. like uh, Howell was playing with all the ones and he was playing against all the fours. All the competition was ev- uh, evenly uh, spread out. Right, so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if Carson Wentz had scored two touchdowns against the ones, yeah, everybody would be happy. If Heineke had scored two touchdowns against the twos, yeah, everybody would be thrilled. You know, uh, Howell scored two touchdowns against the three. What more do you want the guy to do? Right. <laughs> you know, right. so I'm excited. I'm excited. I don't look, let me put it on paper right now, on tape, on the air, whatever we're on. I don't want him playing this year. Mm-hmm. If he's playing this year, we're in a circumstance where, like Dallas found themselves in several years ago when Dak Prescott was forced to play, and they didn't realize how lucky they were. Right, <laughs> you know. Right, because then they had to they had to go to Cooper Rush. Right. Um, and I know a Cowboys fan who's on record as saying, "I will not take this team seriously until Cooper Rush is no longer the backup quarterback." <laughs> I mean, you know. The boy can't play, but then anyway, uh, and then and they they and and I think it was a Washington, uh, uh, a Washington Dallas game on a Sunday night or a Monday night where Ben DiNucci started, or maybe it was a Cowboys Eagles, I can't remember, but I remember Ben DiNucci, and you're just looking like, you know, where what high school did they pick this guy up from? (laughs) He's not ready for this, he is not ready, he is not ready. You know, that's interesting though, because I think that they would they did a disservice to him. I think that the fact that Dak was as prepared as he was, they don't look at that as a testimony to Dak. They look right. at that as, as a testimony to themselves, how they got <laughs> Dak ready, you know? And they said, we, we can do that. We got Dak ready. We can get Ben DiNucci ready. Right. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, right. man. Look, we need more time in this show, man. We definitely need more time. We were talking before the show about having to, to fill out the show, ladies and gentlemen. That That's not a problem. No, no, <laughs> not a problem There's so much to talk about. <laughs> we got 
so much to talk about, Jay. And uh, I'm just happy that it's football season. You know, even though it's preseason football, you know, I still like to watch. I mean, it's not the best football, obviously, but guys are trying to make the team. Coaches are trying to check things out. It's still good um, to watch. And I usually watch a lot of the reruns on NFL Network. All right, guys, so that's fake news or not um, for this week. Of course, it'll be back next week. We're going to take another quick break here on the Federal Football Report. And I've got a Manny football update oh, and, right. uh, and 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 uh, anything else Kevin wants to talk about to close the show. <laughs> so we'll be back on the Federal Football Report, 1500 AM, and anywhere where you get your podcasts. So when you get to the corner of Smith and Orchard, you're going to want to take a You left. are not going to then believe what you're this. Gonna do is turn Marcy and Brad Avenue. just broke up, and, go past and the apparently first she's happy about it. The next left. I don't really think she's happy, but you should be who there. am I to judge, right? Park anyway, on the right. that's I'll what I heard last tonight. night. It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. So, I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Delete this immediately. You hear me? From the producers who brought you Agency CIO's dream come true. Who are these people? And federal IT lifesaver. They're amazing. Now comes another summer blockbuster. Wow, this intel is a game changer. We're running out of time. Post it now. Here it goes. Starring a 40-year veteran journalist and the host of The Federal Drive. I don't care what the consequences are. We just can't keep this to ourselves. They have to know. Tom Temin. And a 20-year veteran of executive branch coverage and executive editor of Federal News Radio. Wait to hear this interview. The award-winning journalist, Jason Miller. Oh, this is good. You better crank it up. Federalnewsradio.com. Experience. The difference. Rated GS11 and above. Showing now at federalnewsradio.com. 
You've been thinking about switching to solar. Don't wait much longer or you'll miss out on this year's federal tax credit. Move quickly because the tide is turning. Solar power is becoming a threat to big energy profits. In fact, some power companies are even pushing for extra fees to make up for lost revenue. Warning, you must have your solar system up and running by midnight December 31st or you'll miss out on this year's federal tax credit. Energy prices are expected to increase by as much as 40% in the near future. Go solar now with no down payment, interest, or payments for a whole year. You can afford it because we finance. Get your government money and save big every month. Big energy is getting nervous and the door of opportunity is about to slam shut. Paying $150 a month or more on energy bills? Then call 1-800-MY-SOLAR now for a free in-home assessment. 1-800-MY-SOLAR. My home, my savings, one 800 Getting your child home safely. Tap your heels together three times. It's just a click away. There's no place like home. But making sure your child is in the right seat is just one of the steps down the road to safer travels. I don't know how it works. Find the right seat for your little one's age and size. There's no better way to get home safely. Know for sure that your child is in the right seat. How can I ever thank you enough? Get all the facts at safercar.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Only in the forest can you see this. But nothing beats the moment you see that. Cool! That's your child's eyes opening up to a world of possibilities. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go. And you might just see this. Visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. All right, folks, welcome back to the Federal Football Report as we get ready to close out another great episode for this week. Kevin, I've got a Manny playing tackle football update. All right. All right. This is what I'm talking about. This is yeah. the content I'm here for. Right. So I don't I don't know if I shared the fact that, you know, uh, he he's played flag football before, did really, really well his first two years of flag football. Um, we had been trying to keep him away from tackle football, mm-hmm. uh, but he has this thing. He loves the game. And so we have him enroll, uh, uh, signed up this year with uh, the Howard County Titans, a new organization uh, that a buddy of mine starting up. So I'm helping him out with it. And, um, you know, and so I was, and I was telling my wife, you know, for safety reasons, you know, it's the earlier you can get them started, the better. Yeah. yeah. Because at the seven-year-old, eight-year-old, nine, 10-year-old, they're not really going to hurt each other. They're not fast enough. They're not strong enough. Most kids are scared anyway at that level. So you don't see a lot of injuries. You say, well, you want him playing before he's 12 or 13, because that's when it starts getting physical. Yes, yes. Um, and so, and so, um, you know, we got him in. He's, he's nine years old, and he's looking forward to it. He's having a good time. Um, it looks like he's going to be the quarterback. Uh, simply because he can memorize the plays. He knows oh. all the plays. He knows where everybody's supposed to be. Uh, when mm-hmm. when he gets his chance in practice at quarterback and people are out of place, he moves people around, grab yeah. them by the jersey, get them in place. Um, he knows the cadences and stuff like that. Uh, now, he, where, where, where he struggles is contact because he's never had contact before. And, you know, you can be used to dad at home hitting you and tackling and hitting. And yeah, hitting. yeah. But when there's another kid, you know, sometimes you shy up and there's some kids who are a little older than him on the team and a little, a little bigger and stuff like that. And so he had his first tackle drill. He's like, man, the drill didn't go that well for me today. <laughs> he was shaking his head. <laughs> but he didn't the, – the, when they took a water break, him and his partner – um he said he he said hey man no water breaks let's keep hitting and so he wanted to keep trying and keep hitting and keep you know tackling so that was kind of cool to see yeah very cool very cool you know some of the best athletes uh, uh, offensive players 
hated contact. That's what made him so good. <laughs> he right. couldn't tackle him. <laughs> Barry Sanders did not like contact. Right, you know, he right. did not like. He wasn't like you look at a guy like Walter Payton. Love contact. He would hit you first. But but Barry Sands, Emmett Smith did not yeah. like contact. Right, like you know. It, yeah. So yeah. tell Manny. First of all, it, it's, it's a given in uh, in Pee Wee sports that the best athlete on the team is the quarterback. They right. put him at the quarterback position, right? You know. So and and like you said, he knows the plays. You know, we know Manny. Manny has the personality. Manny, I see Manny being the Joe Namath of this Pee Wee League right now, right? You know, <laughs> Manny sitting by the pool saying, "I guarantee you victory." Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's good, and you're absolutely right about the contact at an early age. I didn't start playing until I was 15, and yeah. by then, the guys, my teammates were grown men. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beards and such, right? You know, right? Parole officers, all that, right? It's, it's, a, different, <laughs> it's a different world. It is it a is. different world. Well, good for Manny. Tell you that, and, and you know, commend you on the on, on the way you're bringing it up, right? You know, you know, it's just about fun. You're not doing it because you want Manny to to, to win the million dollar contract and 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 yeah. so on and so forth. Have I'm not over. emailing. I'm not e- 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 emailing. Uh, you know, uh, Dabble Sweeney down in, in Clemson, asking him to come up and watch this little league. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. his Manny's his Manny's highlight. Film. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. So we'll All see right. how the season pans out. They got All a right. scrimmage on Thursday, and then they've got this jamboree on Saturday in in Southern Maryland. Essentially, what's happening is this his team and three other teams, and they all spend ten minutes with each other, um, or maybe it's twenty minutes with each other. And doing like quick twenty minute scrimmages with the other three uh-huh. teams. All right, cool, very good. And so yeah, we'll see. Very how good. All. Yeah, I'm very interested in that, man. I, I used to help out a lot of my friends with the youth sports, did a little youth coaching, which is another world world of its own. So we can do a whole show on, on that, man. The and the parental involvement involved, you know, it's 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 something. It's something. So kudos to you, kudos to Manny, right? And yeah. How, so. How's the lovely lovely Mrs. Claude taking this? She's not a fan, man. She doesn't like it. She doesn't. <laughs> She's not a fan. Uh, I think the hope is is that she is that he plays this year. He decides he'd rather just do golf and baseball, and that's it. <laughs> and so he, his one year experiment with it is. is, 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 is so. You can't fault it. I hear it. All right. Yeah. All right, folks. That's the federal football report. We'll keep you up to date with uh, the Burgundy and Gold and the Howard County Titans as the season progresses. Uh, thanks for listening to the show, Federal News Network. Share the show too, and subscribe to on all your favorite podcast channels. And we'll be back next week. Your story, it lives in River City, where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small town feel, where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another, where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha, told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives.